Welcome to Miraval Life in Balance, bringing you mindful tips and insight into supporting your mental well-being and living your most balanced life. Listen to the sound of the wind. Imagine the journey of the wind as it sweeps over desert sands. It's time to clear your mind and focus on the present. Take a moment to center your breath. Breathe in and out. In and out. Don't speed up or slow down. Just focus on your breathing. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Welcome to Miraval Life in Balance, brought to you by Miraval Resorts. I'm your host, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. On today's episode, our theme is Miraval Mindfulness for All, as we explore the power of connection, team building, mental well being, and self care. I am excited to be joined by our guest, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. Dr. Alfie is a pioneering psychologist, scientist, author, and a Miraval Resorts brand marketing DEI council collaborator. Together, Dr. Alfie and I will discuss how she plans for the Elevation Diverse Women's Wellness Retreats, the benefits of visiting Miraval Resorts as a group, and how to bring learnings from Miraval Resorts back home with you. Welcome, Dr. Alfie. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good to meet you. You as well. My pleasure. Thank you. So you do so much. You are a psychologist, an author, advocate, and a nonprofit founder. Tell us a little bit about all the different work you do. Absolutely. So I'll first off start off by saying thank you so much for having me. It is lovely to be with you. It's lovely to see your beautiful face and all that radiant energy that you shine even through the microphone and through the screen. And so thank you so much for having me and being willing to have this conversation with me. My name is Alfie Braylon Noble. Everybody calls me Dr. Alfie. And in a nutshell, I really feel like I am living my purpose on this planet. And that purpose is to support everyone I come into contact with in what I like to say as living their authentic an unapologetic best version of themselves. And for me, we can't do that if we don't focus on our mental health. As a mental health professional, that's really what I'm always wanting to talk about. How do we support people in recognizing that mental health is something that impacts all of us? Mental illness is something that impacts all of us. And then taking that knowledge and working with people, I'm licensed in two states and one other territory, it's just really important to me for everybody, particularly our young people, youth and young adults, to know that they're seen, that they're heard, that they're valued. I want them to internalize that. And as they internalize it, they then can become ambassadors and everybody they meet can be touched in positive ways as well. So 
for me, that's really what it's all about is centering and surfacing mental health and, and making sure that everybody knows that they have a stake in it and that mental health and mental illness impact us all. That is so amazing. I love that perspective of just we all experience it. We all need it. Also, just making it communal where we can all be there for each other. It can be just like a trickle down effect of like, okay, that's right. You le- learned this. Let me be there for you. And that person. That's right. Yeah. I love that so much. And as we're seeing, it's just more important than ever. And I love that yeah. there's just genuine conversation about it now, which I feel like it always has not been that way. It's incredible. And how did you want to start doing that? What got you into that? I love that question. I always go back to briefly my childhood. I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm from the same place as Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, the super producers, the Neptunes. Like literally, we grew up probably about five or six miles apart. I'm from the same hometown as Timbaland, the producer, and Missy Elliott is from a couple towns over. So we're all the same generation. We're all Gen Xers. And when I was a kid in my home, I felt very supported and loved and seen and appreciated. And as a African-American girl, I had a dark-skinned African-American girl. Once I got out of the house, you're talking about the 70s and 80s, I didn't feel so much of that. As a high-achieving Black girl as well, I was in a group of, a tiny, tiny group of young people. It's interesting because one of my classmates is on the show. His name is Doc Brown. He and I have known each other since, like, middle school. And we were always two of the only Black kids who were in high-achieving classes, like honors classes and AP and that kind of thing. That childhood really taught me about isolation. There were so many ways in which I felt isolated. And my growing into becoming a psychologist and doing this work and founding my nonprofit and doing the media work was so that I had an opportunity to reach as many people as possible. Anybody who ever felt marginalized, it makes me emotional to say it because that's what it was. It was a marginalized experience. And so my thing was when I grow up, I want to be the person for other people out there in the world that my family in my home was for me. So that's really what got me into it. So I was a professor. I've had many lives. I was a professor. I did clinical work. I've done a whole bunch, a little bit of everything. Continue to be a researcher and then just took my research lab from psychiatry. I was in a department of psychiatry in two different academic institutions. And we turned that into the Acoma Project, my 501c3 nonprofit. And we do basically the same work that we did when I worked in academia. It's just I have a lot more flexibility and freedom to reach a lot more people, even by doing things like this. I feel like it's encouraging to hear that about your home life because I feel like often it's the opposite. So it's amazing that you have used your foundation in the home and the support you felt to really impact other people. And I feel like it's so amazing that we're having more open conversation about marginalization and all those things and learning. It's really great to hear all that. On a different topic, how did you get connected with Mirable? And I would love to know more about your role as brand marketing DEI counsel collaborator. Absolutely. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so the lovely Dina is one of the most amazing human beings on the planet. And my collaboration with Mirable Resorts really grew out of a relationship with someone else who I just talked to this morning. They were working on an activity together. And Dina and I were, ju- it was like a shark tank for mental health. Oh, cool. Pitches or organizations. And she and I were judges. And so I reached out to her afterward with this idea that I'd had like almost a decade prior of doing like a wellness retreat for diverse women. And my goal was to get Dina to help me write the business plan because she had said when we initially met 
that that's one of the things she loves to do is support women with that. Yeah. And one thing led to another and Dina just extended herself and said, well, would you be willing to work with Miraval? This is something we want to support. We have this DEI council. You could be a collaborator for us. And I said, 100 percent, let's do it. And so that's how we got connected. And, you know, my role with them is really to uplift everything that they're already doing and to amplify it and to bring a voice as a thought leader who's been in at the intersection of mental health and DEI for literally decades to just to bring my expertise to what they're already doing and come up with innovative ways like this wellness retreat for diverse women. It's been wonderful. I love everybody at Miraval Resorts. They're phenomenal. Truly, they're so amazing and so cool to see people actually want to work together on such an important topic. And you can feel the genuine passion because otherwise it wouldn't be happening. And one thing I love, so my sister and I went to the Austin resort a couple months ago. Oh, stop. <laughs> and it was so nice. And what was amazing for both of us, we were like, this is the most diverse group of people we've ever have been around. And we were like, this is how it should be. And it was so refreshing. It was one of the biggest things we noticed. This is so good. It's sad that it's rare to experience, but it was so refreshing to be there and see it happening, you know? Yes, and that's intentional, right? You can tell it's so purposeful. They work really hard to try to make these things work. If I'm echoing Dina properly, they really want Miraval Resorts to be a place where everybody feels exactly what you felt. This is a place lots of different kinds of people can come. This is a place where I'm going to feel welcome. This is a place where I'm going to feel supported. And my experience is I've been to two properties. I haven't been to Austin yet. That's coming. <laughs> but it's good to hear. And then I just have to say one teeny little thing. The best thing I have ever had in my life is the ginger drink oh. at Miraval Tucson. Yes. If you haven't had it, oh, my God. Yes. It is like mind blowing. That's such a good add in because um, we, oh, my gosh, it was probably like eight years ago <laughs> that we were in Arizona property. We're like. What is this place? Like, I, this is amazing. <laughs> it's yes. so good. It's the best. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'd love for you to share more about your mission to provide people with mental well-being resources and how Miraval Resorts has helped recently. So maybe get a little more specific on ways that you help provide those resources. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a great exchange because Miraval has been so wonderful for me and my team in terms of supporting us in learning about different ways to care for yourself, like the offerings that they have at the resort, right? That's been really helpful to just get that education. And I know that part of what I and my team have brought to the partnership is being able to talk about things like it's important to care for the people who care for the people. Right. So you have all these these folks, they're like they're such worker bees and they work so hard at the Miraval properties to not only the front facing folks who are working with customers, but all of the machinery that it takes behind the scenes to make that place go. Like somebody's got to go get that ginger from somewhere to make yes. the ginger drink. And somebody's got to blend it. You know what I mean? Totally. My goal was I came to them and I said, look, one group that people often forget is the people who provide the care. So how can we do something to let the caregivers know wow. that they're cared for, that they're important, that just like they spend their lives and dedicate themselves to taking care of all these people around them, you know, you had the benefit of visiting, I've had the benefit of visiting, who takes care of them? And so we came up with this concept of caring for our caregivers. And I think what's interesting is, I think a lot of the employees of the organization, 
didn't necessarily see themselves under that label. But I'm like, absolutely, you're a caregiver. If you're out taking care of the grounds, you are a caregiver because when I walk out onto the grounds, right, it takes me, I'm in touch with nature. And it's because you put all that love and care into making that place look so beautiful, right? That's one of the ways I feel like we also are going to have the opportunity for me to do some blogging for Miraval Properties. And another thing that I've enjoyed is having the opportunity to partner with them on socials to lead things like guided meditations. So those are some of the ways in which we've been able to collaborate. To me, the one that is most near and dear to my heart is the opportunity to offer the caring for our caregivers trainings, you know, because people need something that they can carry with them. When they're having a hard day and they still have to put on that happy face, those are some of the ways in which we partnered. And I'm just so looking forward to so many more ways for us to partner together. That is incredible. It reminds me of, say you're going to a restaurant, how much is happening behind the scenes that we often don't even think about. But we're like, okay, we love this place that we're having great experience because so many people are putting in so much work. And I think that is just so important for us to remember and Everything we do in our daily lives, like going to the grocery store, asking how the cashier is doing, asking all these things. And sometimes the shock you'll get from their faces when you ask and you're like, yep. this needs to be more common. And I hope we can all learn that together and get better at that. It's so cool that you have that intention and focus. I just love that so much because overall, you know, when you go somewhere, you can tell that all of these employees, every person feels accepted and feels encouraged because overall you can just feel it. What an amazing world it would be if everyone just had this perspective of loving and accepting and just encouraging other people and what they're doing. I agree. Every role is so important. Tell me more about how did you plan the first diverse women's wellness retreat and what kind of shaped that idea? So that was idea that I went to Dina with. And when Dina heard it, I didn't really know how to take it because she was so immediately receptive. And she's not a woman of color. And so the idea that she just embraced it so wholeheartedly, it really kind of took me aback. I was like, oh, you get it. I didn't even have to go through a whole lot of pitching or long explanation. She was like, no, this is exactly the type of thing we want to support. So this idea of a diverse women's wellness retreat, in my mind, many years ago, it was called Elevation. And in my mind, it's still elevation. The idea, the concept was similar to caring for our caregivers. And that so many women in thems out there who, I don't know, just carry such a heavy load for themselves and the people around them. Like, think about all the ways in which the women in your life, right? You see them care for everyone around them and then they care for themselves last. There's so many of us as women in thems who do that. And so my idea was we should have just a little period of respite where other people do that for them. Like, just give them a break. Not only give them a break, but give them some uplift. Prior to meeting Dina, I'd heard of Miraval, and I'll tell you how Oprah Winfrey. That's what I knew about Miraval. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) When I was a kid. And so that's where it started. You know, the idea had been mine for a long time. I came to Dina. And then we just put our heads together and formulated something beautiful. And again, I will, I have to shout out Matthew, Tucson property and Heidi, because on the ground, they were people who were really open to my ideas. Serena and a lot of the other folk who worked for Miraval Resorts, they were just receptive. One of the things that was super important to me was to reflect the indigenous diversity of the land. 
And so we invited some folks from Tucson Indian Center to come give us a talk on behavioral health as a part of it. And I know how much TIC appreciated coming and sharing their wisdom because they're of that land. And I know how much our attendees appreciated being able to participate. When we invited people to the retreat, there were folks who were just incredulous. They were like, what is this? Yeah. What are we doing? And what is this for? Because for so many of them, I don't think they'd ever had an opportunity, either one, to come to a place like Miraval, or two, to have somebody say, the whole purpose of this weekend is to give you rest and to give you rest in a space that's going to allow you to feel comfortable and be your authentic self. It was really mind-blowing, and I'm so looking forward to the one that we're going to do for this year. That is incredible. And I feel like what you said, too, about whether we've learned it socially, where like caring for ourselves last as women is just very common. This year, I was I weaned off breastfeeding our little baby and um, (laughs) just so many different things. I feel like life was just like so kind of wild for a minute. But I was shocked that I like did this, but I went away to a place for like a day and a half. And I was like a completely different person afterwards. It was all meditation, yoga. I was by myself and turned off my phone like 98% of the time. And it was just crazy how one day like makes you so much of a better person. And there's no shame in that. I feel like a lot of people feel that shame of like, am I being selfish? Cause I'm going to take care of myself, but you will come back a better mom, wife, friends. That's right. Everything. It is so important. And I feel like it's so good that that's being more encouraged now and like talked about because it's not a selfish thing. It's a beautiful thing for everybody. I love it. I agree 100%. (laughs) Okay. Tell me, what was the big takeaway after the group retreat? If you could summarize as a whole for everybody, what do you feel like you saw people really take away from that? The biggest thing I can sum it up in less than seven or eight words, and that is you are worthy. That was the takeaway that for these women and femmes, it was the idea that someone, the wonderful staff at the Miraval property in Arizona would take the time to care for them, would take the time to be kind and, you know, in greeting them. We had the opportunity to do different activities together so that folks took the time to really focus on us and our group and to share their gifts and talents with us. And I think for all of the participants, it was just this idea. I remember one of them saying to me, thank you for being such a visionary. She's about 10 years younger than I am. She's also a psychologist. And she kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and she was like, you know, you are living out the vision that I and so many of us have of nurturing and caring for people, for diverse people and allowing us to feel seen and allowing us to know that we matter and giving us an opportunity to voice and express ourselves and some of our challenges and some of our triumphs. And so for me, it was really that moment when she grabbed, her name is Dr. Jenny, and like I just burst into tears because that's what I wanted. I wanted people to walk away from that experience knowing you deserve every bit of the luxury of this place that you see. You deserve to see this beautiful water treatment. You deserve this these healthy foods. You deserve people to smile at you and say, how am I help you? How can I support you? Everything that Miraval had to offer from top to bottom, I think it just reinforced for our attendees that you are worthy. And yeah. I think deep down, hopefully many of us know that. There's some of us who don't. And there are some of us who get so overwrought, as you were saying earlier, being a mom, breastfeeding, being a spouse, being a sister, 
all of those roles, I think, can make us feel way down in that we don't matter, that what matters is those roles. And this was an opportunity for the participants to know, no, just come, just be, just exist, just let people take care of you. And that's what it was for me. So you are worthy was the biggest takeaway, I would say, for me. That is incredible. And yeah, just coming somewhere knowing you have no responsibility, this is for you. And it's almost a physical display and reminder that like can really change how you enter back into life. It is so important to be self-aware and just knowing your value. It's amazing to just step away and actually see what that can do and embracing that fully and having a group that does that together. This is all okay. We're doing something that's good, you know? Yes, 100%. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. What stands out to you about the group connection? as opposed to visiting Miraval by yourself? The biggest thing I think was just the sheer representation, the difference in representation, right? So when I travel by myself, you know, it's just me. When I'm with a group that includes indigenous women, Asian women, white women, Latinas, when I'm in a group that includes in Black women, all of those different kinds of folks with different gender identities, with different sexual orientations, I feel like I'm part of a larger community. Right. It just makes me, even though everybody doesn't look like me, even though everybody's not African-American like I am, it helps me realize that there are just these tiny corners of the world, like at a Miraval when we were together or a Miraval property where I could just be right. I could just exist. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to have anything. I didn't have to say anything. I could just be in their presence And there were times when we sat together for dinners and I literally would just sit there and I would have to like kind of lean over and dab my eyes because I was watching everybody interact. And it was just a beautiful representation at that table. All those groups that I described, they're all at the table. So for me, it was the visual and the visceral response reaction that I had to being in a group that diverse. It was just truly beautiful and a clear manifestation of a dream that I'd had for a really long time. So that's that was the difference for me. Don't you feel like when you're going to something like that, immediately all the walls are just down because everyone's there for the same reason? That's just so beautiful. And I love that you're doing that. So important. For the leaders listening right now, why should they bring their team on a wellness retreat? I think for leaders out there, sending your team or going with your team to a place like a Miraval property and engaging in the in the types of activities that are available, it really does demonstrate to people like sort of the best of people, like the best yeah. of humanity. And it gives us something aspirational, right? So no, we're not all going to go do the thing where you go 30 feet up in the air and then you jump off. But the equine experience, right? Brushing the horses, looking at their hooves, like just caring for something other than yourself. Or watching your boss, your supervisor, or the founder or the leader of your organization engage in that type of caretaking activity, I feel like it gives people a visual for, okay, this is what this leader is capable of. And I think for leaders, it gives us an opportunity to sit back and observe a little bit, to see the people who work with us and for us in a different light. Because like you said, you come onto a property like that, you just, I mean, as soon as you drive up and you see the gong, it's a game changer, right? seeing your team in a different light outside the stress and pressures of what it means to work and grind every day and just to be able to give them that gift, right? The gift of being at it. That place is, those places are phenomenal. Miraval Resorts are just mind-blowing. And so to be able to give your team that kind of opportunity, I think it's sort of operating on meta levels, right? 
the actual activities that you engage in, there, the emotional connection that you can have. And then there is this idea that someone cared enough about me to bring me to a place like this to experience this. So it's a reinforcement of you are valuable, you are worthy, you deserve nice things that I think leaders can really share with their teams without even having to say a word. So that's what it would be for me. I love that. If you like, you know, if you think of those things, you're like, they're just a human and like, that's right. There's nothing to be afraid of. This is just their role. So I feel like it's so important to like, yeah, you just put everyone in like a real life place and you're even nature. I feel like just reminds you of how big the world is and that's right. Grounds you and calms you. And that's right. It does. I've heard so much about equine recently. Yes. There are three women that my sister and I kind of got to know. I feel like we got to know a, a lot of cool women, but these three we kept running into and they did it that morning and they were like, oh my gosh, we were all like crying so hard and like unveiled so much in them. And even just learning like how to recognize those things and thinking like you probably never imagined a horse could help you recognize like emotional things you're carrying. Like you said, Mirabal is just the best in every way. Just important things that kind of take us out of our day-to-day bubbles. It's just beautiful. Run us through your prep before bringing a group to Miraval Resort. Absolutely. I'll tell you some cool things at Miraval Resorts that they do that really help folks. One of those things is we help curate a playlist for our group. I think it was Spotify. And we just shared it with people. And the idea was, let's start getting you in the mindset and the frame. And we did that a couple of weeks early so that we could help prep them and help get them ready for this is going to be a period of respite. Like you were so brilliant to turn off your phone 98% of the time, you know, when you took when you took your break. And to just get people in the mindset of if you're going to use the phone, I love the little phone sleeping bags. I actually kept one of them because yes. I just think it's a brilliant idea. Like it's just like put it in the bag and leave it. But the music, whenever you're stressed, you know, if you're my idea was if you're packing and it starts stressing you, oh my God, I got to finish packing. Turn the music on and sort of get yourself in that mindset of this is how it's going to be when I get there. So that was one, the playlist. Another was before you go, sending out these periodic emails, which I thought was brilliant, that are branded with Miraval Properties, you know, the branding and the pictures and all that kind of thing to say, your time is coming up in this many weeks or this many months, and here's something you can do today, or here's something we want you to know today. So just infusing this idea of preparing yourself to rest, right? Reminding yourself that you're getting ready for a retreat where you get to take a break, where you get to relax. Um, Another thing that we did was... As I shared, I did a couple of mindfulness meditations for socials. Being able to share that, to walk people through, this is an example of something we might do when we're together on property. So those are three things that we did to really prep people. And then I think, you know, f- from my part, the, the part that was coming from a coma was really just to say to people, we want you to know that you're special. We want to signal to you that you've been chosen for this opportunity. And we want to signal to you that, I keep coming back to this phrasing, you're deserving of this. And so reminding people through our email communication that, yeah, they really did deserve to be there. Yeah, this is really something that we wanted to put together for the sole purpose of giving you an opportunity to stop caring for all the people around you and just to focus on caring for yourself. So I really enjoyed the prep, the legwork that we did on the front end and all the communication that we had with our attendees, because I do feel like it helped people sort of get to the place of, okay, they sort of 
you know, slowed down just enough bit by bit to when they got to the property, it was like, ah, oh, like a full relax. And I, I really love that idea. And I, I thought it was brilliant, those, that communication. Yeah, that's so amazing. And kind of, I feel like it would be hard to be like going full speed and then just like arrive there and feeling like you could just stop and breathe and take it in. So I love that. That's so wise and amazing. And I feel like as time goes on, even during quarantine, specifically just the time we had at home, I mean, so many benefits and so many hard parts. I feel like a big thing everyone learned was just slowing down and like you didn't really have the option to travel or anything. So it was really cool to kind of, I would say a benefit of that was learning how to be still and like, can you be still? which is really hard sometimes, but learning that, I feel like we all have to almost learn it and it's like a skill to put into our lives. And I think back like just even to my grandparents or something like that, but no phones. If you're waiting in a grocery line, you're talking to people. If your flight is delayed, you're talking or like resting. It was just crazy all the stimulation we have now. So I feel like it's just, yeah good to it is it is it's over it can be overwhelming and I love what you say about easing yourself into it because to go be going full speed right like you said like you have a social calendar and you're texting and you're doing all these things and it just stopped and so I found myself often going to the digital mindfulness tools that Miraval Resorts has on their website and then I really was kind of obsessed (laughs) with the NAMI sensory activities yes and literally I would be at the gym And I would just take sit down and take a break and literally would watch those. And, you know, I think there are like four or five of them. And so I'm just agreeing with you and echoing that the idea of you don't realize how much stimulation there is until you step away from it. It's like, oh, my God, like all this stuff coming at me. So I I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's so true. And I it's interesting because recently my work slowed down a ton. So it was like crazy last year, like insane. And it slowed down for like four months. And I was like, wait, I'm actually loving this. And I'm so much more present with my son and with my husband and like with my friends. And like, I have time to like think, be around people. For me, it was more like taken away in a good way. And I was like, wait, okay, I want to live a slower pace. And this is like healthy for me. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, you know, you almost have to like experience the opposite before you realize like how beneficial it can be. And um, so I love that we even have places that can help us experience that. And we're evolving just the most amazing retreat and resource for all of us to learn. Okay, we have a segment on the show called Bring Miraval Home. And we like to give tips on how to bring a Miraval experience back with you into your everyday life. So what did you and your team learn about yourselves that will resonate while you're at home? Two things. Uh, I'll just echo the cell phone sleeping bag. It's it's the, you know, of course, it's not locked away so you can't get it, but it's the idea that you put it to sleep. I know there are some of my team members who I can at least remember having a conversation about don't sleep with your cell phone in your room. Put it somewhere else, right? And my thing is putting it on a different floor. We have a multi-story house, so I put it on a floor so I'm not tempted to wake up and just pick it up. I also know that for my team, it was really special 
to be, well, ginger drink. I got to say that. Sorry, I got to shout out ginger drink again. <laughs> but I, I know for my team, one of the takeaways was really learning about places like a Miraval Resort and knowing that a place like that is open to welcoming all different kinds of people, right? I think we sometimes have this, it certainly wasn't something I ever thought, oh, I will go to a place like that. I can't go there. So Yeah. It was the idea, I think for the women at the retreat and for my team, that, yeah, these places can be accessible. You just have to be made aware. And I think that was a big one for us, too, that we deserve to be in places like this. Places like this exist and places like this can be open and welcoming. Because I have to be honest, not all places similar to a Miraval Resorts are necessarily welcoming. Do you know what I mean? Like they cater totally. to a certain clientele and that's fine. Yep. But to be in a place like that and know that there are people who want to welcome you. And then I have to say, everybody on the team loved. There's a woman named Ray Jesse at Tucson. She was one of the big takeaways. Everybody loved her. They They just were obsessed with her. She was phenomenal. She was the kind of person who would get you into that really metaphysical space. One of the team members got a meditation from her, like an audio recording. Yeah. And then kind of shared it with other folks. And so I still play it because it's just, she's wonderful. So those are some of the things that my team learned. And I know there were plenty of things that my team brought home with them, just as I mentioned. And that sleeping bag, that was a biggie for me. Okay, so... Now to our final segment. Yes. We love when a guest shares a memory from their time at Miraval that impacted them. Maybe it was a moment where something really clicked in your life. But what do you think would be your Miraval moment and why was it impactful? I would have to say, so we did a kind of sort of retreat. We got snowed in, but it was great. It was great. It was my birthday week and we were at Miraval Berkshire's. And I was listening to the person lead me through guided meditation. I think her name was Julia. I just remember the vivid imagery of the guided meditation. And I remember being in this, I don't know, it was like a library. It was like something in a movie, but it was this giant library with all these golden books. And it was, I was really just listening to the sound of her voice as she was walking me through the guided meditation. And I just remember feeling, I know it probably sounds cliche, but it's true. I felt so much peace. And at the same time, I felt so much purpose. And I knew as she was talking, that being in that space in that moment for that period of time was exactly where I was supposed to be. So I was also present. And I've been practicing mindfulness meditation for, at this point, like 18, 19 years. Wow. And that was one of the first times when I felt I am really present. I am really in this moment. And it really feels okay because I'm anxious. And so, you know, when you have anxiety, you just, nothing's ever fully okay. And that was a moment where everything was fully okay. That would have to be one of my best, most important Miraval moments of many that I've had. So amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Miraval is so special. Okay, Dr. Alfie, will you take us through one of your mindful meditation before we leave? Absolutely, 100%. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. So what I always ask everyone to do is, if it's possible, sit up straight or lie down. I always close my eyes because it just helps me visualize better. So I'm going to do that now. As you close your eyes, I think it's wonderful if you can place your hands on your lap or you can put them in a a yoga mudra position, whatever feels comfortable for you. Listen to the sound of my voice. If you will, I invite you to do that and I invite you to follow along. And so everything that I say, if you feel comfortable saying it out loud wherever you are, please do. If you don't, you want to say it internally, that's fine too. I welcome all of it. 
So going into this meditation, I will ask us to take one deep breath in and blow it out. And now we're in a space to receive these mantras that I use that came to me at some point in the past, and they've just always been so helpful for me. So in your mind, I want you to ask this question or out loud if you feel comfortable. And then I want you to make this statement as your answer. And I will read through all of them once, and then I'll go through more slowly for you one by one. So the first one is, where am I? The answer is, I am here. The second question is, what am I? The answer is, I am clear. The third question is, who am I? The answer is, I am beautiful. The final question is, how am I? The answer is, I am loved. So holding on to those thoughts, I'll walk you through it more slowly one more time. Where am I? I am here. What am I? I am clear. Who am I? I am beautiful. How am I? I am loved. So with that, I'll ask you to take a deep breath in and blow it out. And then I will invite you to open your eyes and I'll wish you namaste. Thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. My pleasure. It's just so lovely to talk to you and you're just a breath of fresh air. And I just love your intention and purpose and care for others. And you're really impacting a lot of people. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Thank you. And I will reflect every bit of that right back to you. You are such a bright light. You're so kind and gentle and that baby boy is so lucky <laughs> to have you as this mommy. And Thank I just you. wish you all the best. This has been really lovely. I appreciate it. Have the best day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. You as well. Take care. That is all the time we have today. I want to say a big thank you to Dr. Alfie Breland Noble for joining us and to discuss the power of the group connection. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review so more people can listen in. Until next time, I'm Lauren Scruggs Kennedy, and this has been Miraval Life in Balance, brought to you by Miraval Resorts. <laughs>